1: Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. It's Ronnie and T-Crash show. T-Crash is out dealing with family issues. Hopes to return soon. Rick, how are you, man?
0: I'm doing good, Ronnie. How are you?
1: I am very well, and I probably didn't even have to ask a coach about would he have taken the ball first instead of, you know, what Shanahan did last night. and uh, Your thoughts on that taking the ball in that particular situation in overtime?
0: Yeah, well, I think maybe Kyle should... Uh, you know get that quote and spread it around because he's getting beat up pretty good for for what he did and and you know listen i I think a couple of things one um you know Kansas City had just had the ball and and there's you know a possibility that the uh, you know San Francisco's defense was not fresh they'd been out on the field for a little bit, so that's one consideration but i mean on on the whole the way the playoff rules are um it's it's a it's you know. A full game type atmosphere. Each team's going to get the ball at least once. Um, and there is no clock. I know they have a clock, but it, it's, it's irrelevant. You're going to play until you have a winner. Um, and so in that regard, even though it's a hundred yard field and you're playing the regular game, it's still nice to know what you have to do to win, you know, and, um, now I guess if you spin that forward and you say, well, what if both teams, you know, do the same thing, right? What if both team kicks field goals or both teams kick? Touchdowns, then it becomes sudden death and don't you want the ball, you know, third, that kind of thing. So so there's a lot of analytics to it, but um, on, on the whole, it, you just play the game different um, if you know you're going to go for it on fourth down, for example. Um, so it, it didn't work out for the 49ers. A lot of things didn't work out for them. And, you know, look, Kyle Shanahan has lost these games. That's now three Super Bowls. He was the offensive coordinator, of course, in that 28-3 to lead they had in Atlanta. They lost to Tom Brady. He's lost two 10 point leads in the Super Bowl. It's really hard to get to those games. Um, and when you do get there, you absolutely have to, to win them. Um, and so, you know, he'll have a lot to answer for, but, uh, he has a really good football team and we'll just see. I mean, he ran into what is now, uh, no question the, the greatest quarterback in the league and in one of the all time greats now. No doubt about that, and
1: I I don't make a whole lot of uh, some of the players on San Francisco not knowing the new rules. Where do you stand on that? I mean, they changed well, them. When did they change them last year? Right? It was after uh, the Kansas it is, it is City Buffalo it. game.
0: That's correct. So it, it's it's fairly recent, but but again, you know, it, it's it's. It's nice to know on the other side, uh, some of the Kansas City players said that they, you know, they talked about it or drilled it or whatever, uh, for a couple of weeks, you know, uh, going back as far as training camp. And I mean, that's kind of your job is to prepare, especially if you've got that extra week, you know, before the Super Bowl, there's plenty of time to prepare those guys, uh, if you haven't done it before the playoffs started, uh, for this, this situation now, you know, it hadn't occurred like this in a Super Bowl with the new rules, but that's even more reason to say, Hey, this is the way it's going to be played. This is how we plan on playing. It may not have changed, you know, Shanahan's decision to take the football, um, but it doesn't look good, right? I mean, this is a league of optics, and um, you don't want players saying, "I really had no idea." Even, uh, you know, but by the same token, even the Kansas City uh, player that caught the touchdown pass wasn't sure that the game was over at that point. So uh, there was some ambiguity. There was some confusion. Uh, but what wasn't going to change is that. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes with the ball in his hand last and the chance to score a touchdown to win the game was going to do so. And, um, you know, I think that that, that's what's going to get lost in this. You can make all the criticisms of you want, you know, that we want of, of, uh, Kyle Shanahan. But the reality is, uh, that quarterback has, is playing at a different level than he was, even when he won a Super Bowl against the 49ers years ago, certainly much better than he played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they beat him. Um, you know he he had arguably the the worst collection of, of weapons around him outside of Travis Kelsey uh, and maybe the running back, but you know he managed to, to get it done right. He managed to make big plays, find ways uh, to will his team into the end zone, and they were able to score touchdowns, and that that was really the difference.
1: Yeah, Patrick Mahomes now is in very elite company because uh, they put a stat up, I think it was three championships and two MVPs through your first seven seasons, whether it's NFL, NBA, or Major League Baseball, and really there was no NFL player on there until last night when Patrick Mahomes is added to that list of six outstanding players, which by the way are all in the Hall of Fame, I think it's like Larry Bird and uh in the nba and bill russell in the nba and gila floor in hockey and then three baseball players two yankees and a cardinal they're all hall of famers and now patrick mahomes is on that list however i still you know this this greatest debate has already broken out the goat to me you still have to give it to brady he's got seven championships i mean seven that's twice as many as patrick mahomes where do you stand there
0: yeah, I, I still think it, it. You know, it depends on what your measurement is, but I mean, we've always used Super Bowls sort of as that as that litmus test, right? And you have Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana with four each. Uh, I think you have to get there, you know, to to match that. Now, I heard people even before this game say, "Yeah, but right, yeah, yeah but right. no one does it the way Patrick Mahomes can do it. No one can do as many things as he does," you know um the 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 splash plays that what he does with his feet the no look passes his arm talent it's it's elite and and he plays the position unlike a lot that we've ever seen um but to me it it's it's really about winning you know and and the fact of the matter is it's always hard to p- compare eras anyway and you know, tom brady played really over two years he played 20 seasons so you know when he started um, you know, you didn't have a, a small strike zone where you could hit the quarterback and that was it. You didn't have defenseless receivers. You know, the game was different. Um, and it was much more violent and physical. Uh, and it wasn't easy to make plays in a passing game the way it is now. So, you know, that, that's the problem with trying to compare eras. Um, they change rules. They favor the offense now and you're always going to have that. But what's, but what's, you know, not, Refutable is the fact that he's won three championships now by the, by age 28. And not many guys have done that. And so, um, I don't know how long he'll play. It's, it's probably unlikely he would play until Brady did it 45. But if he's half, almost halfway home to Brady now, is it inconceivable that he couldn't get there? It's not. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, I still think the way, you know, Brady sees the game is, is unique and that quarterbacks today, um don't you know the level of play isn't as as high because they don't read things out they're coming from college you're going to get a lot more athletic guys you know they look to the sideline um you know there's a lot of of different ways to to play the position but um at, at the nfl level you know being able to still do it from the pocket when you have to is critical and um but mahomes you know has his own unique style and it, and it, it is, it is special. And, and what's even more special is just kind of the kind of guy he is, you know, he's uh, by all accounts, a great ambassador for this game. He does things the right way, handles himself the right way off the field. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, you want the face of your, of, of your league to look like that. But um, you know, I really thought this year of all years was, was, and he said it, it was the most gratifying because you know, at Christmas time or around that time, I mean, they got flattened by the Raiders and looked like a team that was going nowhere. And for them to to put it together with, like I said, as few weapons as he had, is really special. It's confirmed that Andy Reid will return next season. Rick, I want to talk to you about no team ever have won uh, three consecutive Super Bowls. Would you be shocked if the Kansas City Chiefs are that first team to do that? Do you feel this is likely? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's likely because no one's done it, right? So it's probably not likely, but no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and I think we have to talk about Andy Reid. Um, you know, we're talking about, uh, Kyle Shanahan a minute ago. You know, Andy Reid, uh, spent all that time in Philly. Um, and he was the guy who couldn't get over the hump. You know, he was that guy that went to four NFC championship games, won Super Bowl, never, never won a Lombardi. And then he goes to Kansas City. And fortunately for him, uh, who shows up but Patrick Mahomes. And, Believe me players will make really great hall of Fame coaches out of you and, uh, and I think Andy does an unbelievable job being able to relate to players he's innovative with his offense he's always, he always has been but you know he's only uh, 65 years old if he if he coaches five more years and why wouldn't you with Patrick Mahomes he's going to potentially end up passing Bill Belichick and I don't know if Belichick's going to get back into coaching or not uh, and try to chase you know, down Don Shula or, or, or what have you. But it's not inconceivable the way things are going with that quarterback that we're not talking about Andy Reid with the most wins in NFL history in about five years.
1: Well, Rick, I, uh, by the way, we're talking to Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times on the Central Florida Behavioral Health Network DAE Hotline. You can learn more at CFBHN.org. Rick, I know you've got two young daughters. I'm assuming they are Swifties. Uh, What was it like watching the game with them?
0: It was difficult because every time (laughs) they showed her, they went nuts. And, yeah, they are. They're they're very much into Taylor Swift. Uh, One has been to two of her concerts last year. Um, I actually think, you know, the the macro, if you take a step back, I think it's it's tremendous uh, because a lot of conversations, including in my house and they grew up, you know, with the TV on sports all the time and they know what their dad does for a living. But, um, you know, to have sort of that conversation, right, between your daughters and then become even more acutely interested in football has been a real joy uh, this season. I've watched probably way too many Chiefs games and I know way too much about, um, you know, uh, that couple for sure, uh, Travis and, and Taylor. Um, but it's been a great opportunity. I know the league has certainly benefited from it, but a lot of dads and their daughters have too, and it's it's it's, a, it's something that um, I think there was a commercial that kind of tapped into that that was pretty emotional, but that's real. Like, that has really occurred, and, and from that standpoint, good for both of them. You know, they, by all accounts, they're, they're, they're great people, and uh, I think it's difficult to live in a fishbowl, I'm sure, uh, but it wasn't scripted despite what some people on my Twitter feed believe. Uh, this is the National Football League. And believe me, the San Francisco 49ers and John Lynch and all those people would have given anything uh, to win that game. But, um, yeah, it made made for a very loud uh, and excitable uh, conclusion to that Super Bowl in my house.
1: You mentioned the heartbreak that uh, the San Francisco fans are feeling. How does this team, how does Shanahan, how do they bounce back from this?
0: Well, it's tough because you go down to the bottom of the mountain. I mean, that's the thing about the league. You know, um, you say, well, they have a lot of talent, and I think they had like nine all pros. Um, but next year's team will be different, you know. And you don't know about injuries. Um, you know, a lot of things can ha- happen, and you got to you've you got to have a completely different team. Now they'll be, you know, plenty of good players left over. then Brock Purdy will be a year older and uh, and potentially better and smarter and all those things. But there's just no guarantee you're going to get back here. And I think that's the toughest thing, um, you know, about Super Bowls. And the Chiefs have done it because. Mahomes is special and it was 20 years, you know, or so before team won back to back Super Bowls. That's just how hard it is to get to this game. And a lot of, a lot of franchises still don't even have a Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that for the 49ers, uh, you know, you, you, you just can't, you just can't really emphasize how tough it is. I remember when, when Rich McKay, uh, we we're out in San Diego for the Bucks' first Super Bowl win in 2002. It was a Wednesday before they played, and he said something to me that is never—I've never forgotten. And he was like, "When you get here, you have to win this game." And I was like, "Well, yeah, of course you do." Like, no, no, no—you have to win this game because you know why? Because you don't want to spend the next month with that commercial of get the hats and T-shirts that the Super Bowl champion wore. And you're watching it for six months, you know, and they're reminding you of your failure at the biggest game and the biggest stage. So there's no coming back from it. Um, people don't necessarily remember the losers of the Super Bowl, uh, but you remember. And and so uh, I hope they get back. I want it for John Lynch. He's, you know, I don't root for teams. I do root for people. He's done a tremendous job out there. We all know John, and I think this is going to be a couple of tough months for them. But they'll regroup. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing is the Bucks play both those teams next year as part of their first-place schedule. So we'll get a look at both of them, and we'll be able to tell you how they were able to bounce back or not.
1: And what will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like come next season? That, uh, that's the big question. Baker Mayfield was out at Super Bowl. I think he was doing some sort of promotion for an auto parts store, but he was in high demand. It kind of reminded me, Rick, of when the team got off to a 3-1 and start and he shows up on college game day and some other stuff over the weekend, the weekend he had off over the bye weekend. Uh, This is what it reminded me of seeing him at the Super Bowl at all of these events. But I'm going to ask you because, and I don't know how much of him you saw, but it seems like his conversation changed from, I definitely want to come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to maybe uh, that's going to be a possibility. I'm just wondering, maybe his agents say, hey, hey, dude, we're negotiating here. You can't like just give away the pharma, give away your leverage. But uh, Baker and his his tour during Super Bowl week, uh, is there anything we can make out of that anything we can pull from that?
0: Well, I mean, I, I talked to him at the Pro Bowl before he went out there, and, yeah, he was doing some stuff for Ace Auto, and, and good for him, right? But you'd yeah. rather not be the guy on radio road. You'd rather be in the game. And, and I think that Baker, uh, a couple things. One, you know, he genuinely wants to stay here, and, and that's an important thing, right? Like he found an organization uh, that is not about anything except winning. They They allowed him to be himself. Uh, you know, Todd Bowles has known him since he came out in the draft. He likes his moxie. He likes what he brings to the field, to the huddle, to the to the room, and 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 that's real, right? And and so, you know, in this business, I mean, it's tough. But by the same token, you know, it's not show friends; it's show business. And so, you know, it's one thing for the Bucks to say, "Yeah, we really want you back." Okay, how much really, really do you want me back? Now, you know, look, they went out and hired uh, Liam Cohen, an offensive coordinator that has a history with Baker. That's not an accident. Even Liam said, I know why I'm here. Okay, so if you're going to go to that extent, I'm just imagining what that conversation with Cohen would have been because the first thing he would ask is, well, who's my quarterback? Do you know we have Baker? Well, they only have so many options. They can re-sign him, which they absolutely want to do, and they know that that's going to be, Ronnie, somewhere in the $30, $35 million range or more. Um, or they can franchise him, and I'm sure they'd prefer not to um, and, and and try to maybe use that tag for an Antoine Winfield Jr., but the fact is, is that if you can get a deal with Antoine Winfield Jr., you can assure yourself that Baker Mayfield is back here next year. And while he's franchised, you can still work towards a long-term agreement. So, however it works out, my my personal belief is that Baker Mayfield will be a Buccaneer next year. Um, and and I don't know. I think the one that's a little more up in the air is Mike Evans uh, because there were some hurt feelings, you know, at the beginning of the year when they didn't re-sign him. Uh, he's had an outstanding year, 1,255 yards, led the led the league in touchdowns. But I know this about Mike too: is that he wants to play and finish his career in Tampa Bay. So, we, in my experience, when, when you have both sides wanting to get something done, it usually gets done. You usually come to an accord, you come to the middle ground, and it and it happens. But there's no guarantees in life, certainly not in free agency. And and I think Baker is smart to say, "Hey, we've all got to do what's best for ourselves." um he even said you know it's not about the money but i'm naive we'd be naive to say that money's not important because it is It's a guy that played for seven million or six million dollars last year four and a half or four million dollar base and then made the rest in incentives he's got a chance to you know uh get get his free agent contract and and so he deserves that he's earned it uh and i'm sure that'll be important to him but i i still would be surprised if we're talking you know uh, sometime in April, if, if at least Baker Mayfield isn't back, if not both,
1: he's Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. You can read him at Tampa Bay at the Tampa Bay Times and at tampabay.com. dot com. Rick, we we'll appreciate a few minutes on a Monday after the Super Bowl. Thank you, sir. All
0: right, guys, have a good one.
1: You got it. And the ugly that you may have witnessed over the weekend in the world of sports and.